Yo MTG Taps is sponsored by LegitMTG.com. Strategy, streams, and singles, LegitMTG has it all. Oh yeah, and now us. So check us out every Thursday on LegitMTG.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product. Taps, I'm Big Head Joe. And I'm the other host. <laughs> and we have a very busy, busy, busy show for you. Uh, I love how last week we legitimately, we were in for, or we were in uh, San Antonio. And we're like, well, I don't know, I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. I guess there's not that much going on. And like, We've joked like that in the past, but we legitimately just didn't think about like, oh yeah, the world championship and the Magic World Cup are happening next week. We could have, you know, mentioned, oh, maybe we'll talk about that because it's somewhat important. Um, I have some thoughts about that, but we'll we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, so uh, just real quick, uh, we've been playing some decks lately. Um, there was a local event it, at Common Ground Games to win first prize would win a San Diego Comic Con 2014 Planeswalker set, um, and uh, we both played in it uh, briefly. Uh, how, uh, tell me about what you were playing, bro. Uh, I played Jeskai Tokens, yep. the combo-less version that uh, Yuya played at the World Championship. Cool, that's awesome. Um, and you've also been playing uh, Mardu lately, and you still like that deck. I still think it's fine. I, I didn't realize how much blue-white heroic there'd be, because I just didn't really see a lot of people playing it, um, I guess, I don't know, online or anywhere else yeah. lately. Mm. But then, you know, I just w went to the shop, and I think that's maybe a fifth of the people there were playing it, and Marty's really good against that, so. Huh. Oh, wow. Man, that's just crazy. I had to play against that deck round one. Yeah, I'm, I played, I switched decks, because, um, you know, Steven, you were trying to, you were in, in the air about whether or not you wanted to go to this tournament or if you wanted to go to, uh, was it a proper PTQ or was it a PPTQ? It's still, it was still a PPTQ. I think the one that was at, uh, area 51. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, you had like, get started at 10. Yeah. Registration started at nine. Right on, right on. Yeah. And I, and I, my, my opinion on that was that like your opinion on it was you slept past, the time that you could get there. Yeah, I woke up at 10. <laughs> My opinion was that I had done enough competitive magic for the past couple weeks and, um, or for the past, I don't know, however long. And uh, I was just ready to, you know, kind of play something different and maybe in a little bit of a lower pressure environment. Um, so. Coward. Hey, man, I was just trying to take it easy. And I did. I got to take it easy all day on my couch after I went 0-2 drop in the tournament. So uh, I played Abs and Reanimator. I switched it up a little bit. Um, but I've been really, really busy, you know, working um, or rather uh, being off, like, for Thanksgiving, being off for, like, the first weekend of the holiday season. I work retail. Uh being off the week before to go to Baltimore, you better believe that every day that I, since I got back, I've been working. Like my next day off is Monday. Like Monday, the, you know, the fifteenth is my next day off. Speaking of which, Monday the fifteenth, uh, my interview for Imps Prison uh, will be uh, available on MTGcast.com. Uh, I did that a couple weeks ago, and it's only just now going to be released. Uh, I think I think he said the fifteenth. If that has if that has changed, he hasn't told me. Um, so, uh, so I haven't had time to practice. I haven't had time to really tune a list. Uh, but I ran with it. I was like, whatever. I want to play Ashen Rider. I want to play Siege Rhino. Um, I still want to play Doomwake Giant. 
and I want to play Hornet Queen. So I threw it all on Avzan Reanimator Shell, uh, and took it to battle, and uh, didn't do so hot. Round one, guess who? Blue White Heroic, and uh, got. Oh man, it was just brutal. My mana base was terrible for this build. I need, I need way more coming to play untapped lands. Um, even at the expense of the scry, I'm okay with that. Uh, I, I, so uh, I'm facing down a favorite hoplite. He taps out for whatever reason. And, um, I've got two lands in, or I've got a land and like a carry it in play. And I needed to cast a wayfinder and hit an untapped black source so I could murderous cut. Right. Mm. And so I, 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 hit the top four and it was like temple of malady uh abzan uh tap land i was like oh so then of course you know so i have to play a tapped land and then of course the next turn he leaves one white up he gets me down to like low as anything and then i go to the hit the murderous cut and of course he's got the gods willing at that point you know I had that window it was just a very very narrow window that just slammed shut uh, and it was thanks to my mana base. Um, mm. And again, didn't have time to test. Didn't know what my demands were in terms of my mana base. Uh, so stuck playing the the you know the lands that I had in the deck. Um, and then round two, I played against an Abzan mid-range deck. Um, I really got him good game one, uh, and it felt pretty good. And then game two, I think I made. I did something wrong. I remember what it was. We were just in a grindy, grindy match, as you can imagine. And I, we're, we're kind of in a top deck war, and I wasn't really hitting anything. We were both kind of blanking. I hit a Seder Wayfinder, and at this point, all of my whips are gone. And why did I play the Wayfinder? Why? <laughs> I played it, and I revealed, like, the last three threats in my deck. Wait, how many cards are left in your deck? Mm, probably 15. Ten. Oh yeah, I don't. Know I about revealed that. like the last three threats in my deck. I was like, "Why did I play it?" I'm like, "Oh, I'll play it and get some damage." In. What the? What was I thinking? It was stupid. I should have just let it go. I should have held it in my hand, and I should have just waited because I knew I had threats. I was like, "I got this. All I got to do is draw these threats," and I just put them all in my graveyard. So again, had had enough time to test the deck. Uh, see the unwritten's great if the cards are still in your library, but when they're not in your library, it doesn't matter anymore. So, uh, bad times. Not fun. Um, so when oh, I lost that one and I lost the next one. Just went 0-2 drop and was just done. I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm going home. And the funniest thing is the last times I've gone 0-2 drop, I've used my 0-2drop.com uh, uh, score pad. To keep track of my life totals. I think I need to get rid of that thing right away. It's it's just a very cool retro thing. But I keep looking at O2 drop. And I O2 drop. And then I look at O2 drop. And I O2 drop. And I just can't do that anymore. So um, shout out to Dave Heilker. Uh Sorry dude. I can't use your life pad anymore. Dude I'll use it. <laughs> you sure can. Um, anyway. Uh, so that was a disaster. Um, and uh, what, how was... How was your event with Jeskai Tokens? I know that you didn't have much success either, but... No, not really. Um, so, I mean, Jeskai Tokens is pretty much a deck I've been playing since the Pro Tour, mm -hmm. I guess, whenever that first version of the deck came out. Yeah. And I've just been playing... I've been playing that off and on whenever I get bored of Mardu the entire time. And I started playing it again whenever the Jeskai Tokens combo deck won uh, SCG some American city. Sure. Um, and I just couldn't play the combo part of it. So I just kept siding out the, um, just all the combo pieces and just turning it into like a just guy tokens deck, basically whenever I, I got the sideboarding and I was just like, well, this is wrong and I just don't know how to play it. So I just, I, I just played Mardu cause that was, that was the other deck I was considered playing for the, uh, GP San Antonio. And then I was watching, um, the world championship the night before and Yuya Watanabe made the top four in standard playing just guy tokens with mm -hmm. no combo. And for some reason, just seeing that, no, he didn't make it. It was, uh, I think it was Brad Nelson actually 
saw the list and then took that to SCG and was playing that as well. And so I just saw Brad Nelson and you, you walked to Nabi on it. And I was like, oh, well, then I guess it's, it's okay to play Jeskai Tokens without the combo. And so for some reason, uh, instead of just like going with my gut originally, I, I kind of waited for permission <laughs> via like confirmation that other people that know more than me are doing it mm-hmm. uh, to, to play it. And I, I like their version. I think it's, I think it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I think because the previous version had things like triplicate spirits or whatever. And I like the treasure cruise version just so much more. Uh, it's just, it's fantastic, especially in combination with the Jeskai token, uh, the Jeskai ascendancy, just cause you're constantly just looting through your deck and, so what you're saying is uh, Treasure Cruise is uh, playable? Yeah, so Jeskai Ascendancy and Treasure Cruise are good cards. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. Interesting. I don't think anyone has uh, has actually discovered that until... Uh... I know. It, it was so original that I played the Mirror Match round one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, although I'm not sure if they had Treasure Cruise. This is a slightly different deck. Uh, it had monastery swiss spears in it mm-hmm. and this version doesn't doesn't run those um and i think what was it game one i had a whole bunch of threats and i could get them down to six but i just never drew a blue source mm-hmm. so i just had like i ended the game with like seven blue cards in hand <laughs> i was about to start discarding uh, so that wasn't cool game two i won and then game three I don't even remember what happened. Um, basically, he got out of Jeskai Sensei and I didn't. <laughs> right. And I, I wasn't really familiar with the deck. I'm not even sure if you're supposed to. I was thinking, like, well, maybe I bring in the Glare of Heresies to, like, exile their Jeskai Sensei. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really have any other good targets other than Seeker of the Way, which doesn't seem like a card you really need to bring in target or removal for. Right. I was like, you don't need a sideboard for that. Yeah. Yeah, you already run four main deck Stoke the Flames, four main deck Lightning Strikes. That's... I do like bringing in uh, Anger of the Gods, though, yeah. on the draw in the mirror match. That seems good. Yeah, and so that's what I was doing. Um, game three was I had a Chandra out, and I was just, even though he had tokens I could kill with it, I was just zeroing because I needed to find an Anger of the Gods because he had an active Jeskai Sensei and a better board position than me. Right, right. So lost that. Um, and then round two, I won um, pretty easily. Uh, versus just some random Abzan deck. And then round three, it was just a super grindy, went to turns. And I don't know what it was. I guess I just wasn't feeling like playing a ton of Magic that day. <laughs> I just I just conceded because we really? were going to draw. Yeah. Oh, well, that's okay. I mean, like, if you're, if you're you know, rather than take the draw. Mm-hmm. Um... And he was probably going to eventually win. It was close. Like, if I top decked really, really well, it was conceivable I could come out of it. But... Um, he seemed to be ahead on board, so uh, I'm trying to practice what I preach in terms of like. Um, although in an event that small, the draw probably is actually better than a loss. But yeah, I, I wasn't sure, and I wasn't sure I wanted to play much more Magic that day. Right, right. So, I mean, like, like you said, like you didn't have time to really test the deck, you know, like or at least test mm-hmm. the build, and like, I, I felt really unsure of myself too, showing up. You know, mm-hmm. I was glad to show up and throw 20 bucks at Jameson's tournament. You know what I mean? Like, that's cool. But, like, still. Like, I just didn't... Yeah, I didn't feel like I really had the mojo uh, going uh, on Sunday. And, and you know, it's been, a, it's been a crazy couple of weeks for me. And uh, I, I'm, I'm ready to, to take a little break from competitive for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know do the holiday thing, get my focus back and uh, start 2015 off uh, with, you know, renewed d- determination. Um, v- would you say renewed vigor? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I can't even remember what I, I played one more round and I actually honestly do not remember what happened. I think you drew. Did I? Because you're, I mean, when they posted the standings, on uh, the Facebook page, it said you had four points. Oh, I guess I drew then. So you must have drawn. <laughs> oh, game one went forever. We were both messing yeah. around because we had both signed up to do a cons draft. Oh, nice. Hoping it would, oh, hoping it would fire and we would just drop. Uh, so 
we were not taking it very seriously. I think I cited in my entire sideboard, uh, <laughs> game two and three. Like just all, like just like, all of it. Side just out. It. I just want to see what happened. That's so funny. Oh <laughs> I just wanted, just want to play seventy-five cards, just, <laughs> just for fun. Yeah, you know, at that point in the tournament, that's the one time to try it, right? I mean, or maybe. Yeah, I think I may have taken out like two totally irrelevant cards but yeah i just wanted to see i don't i don't know i, I just wanted to see like yeah i mean like what happens if i draw a perforos versus like a junk deck i don't know is that good i don't know so uh that was interesting that is, that's funny <laughs> i still think the deck's really good i think it, I, I still think the build's correct yeah uh, i just you know <laughs> i just came into it not taking it very seriously so right. i'm not gonna it's this isn't a big enough sample size to dissuade me from thinking it's a really good sure. uh deck choice currently sure yeah and and you know for me as well um i still want to you know i want to perfect my build of it um i i felt like playing in san antonio that green black constellation was definitely missing something um and i moved to the abzan reanimator deck um you know, trying to fill that gap uh, with Siege Rhino and Ashen Rider. I actually didn't have Ashen Rider in the um, in the main when I was looking at it. I had them just in the sideboard, but I really wanted to call my deck Ride or Die, and and put the and I put the deck builder as Swizz Beats, um, and so I had to move one Ashen Rider to the main. That's just how it was because I was just like it was Ride or Die. I had to do it. So, uh, but Ashen Rider was amazing, man. Oh my God, that card is good. Um, I like. I feel like I want to go all in on that card, but you know, against decks like you know, Blue White like Heroic. Heroic, it's just too slow. Yeah. Um, but it was a really great card to whip back. I mean, it was just disgusting. Even though you don't get that second trigger on the way out, you know, um, it's still uh, it's still really good. Um, I think that. Uh, I think I like Jerry's list a lot. Um, Jerry, I've seen that. Jerry top aided, um, top aided at SCG last weekend. I don't remember where SCG. Huh? And um, Portland. Sure. Yeah, I think it was Portland. Um, and he had two fleece main lions in the main deck, hmm. which was really weird. Um, it was a neat list. Um, it's but, actually okay. So. That card's actually not bad. It helps you game one versus the aggro decks, and even in versus junk. Yeah. It just blocks a Siege Rhino, no problem. Wait. Huh? Nick's Fleece Rant. No, what are you talking? What did what did you say? No, Fleece Main Lion. Fleece Main Lion. I like, oh, I was thinking Nick's Fleece Ram. Nick's oh, okay. Fleece Ram. That's, that's, fleece on the mind. that's interesting. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I, I mean, you know, maybe um oh no that's fine that's totally fine yeah now now the only thing i think with his list is i think that reclamation sage in his list should just be ashen rider straight up um because you got a one of reclamation sage in the deck more than likely you're going to be pulling it out of your graveyard you're probably not going to draw it um i might as well if i'm going to do that i might as well have it be a rider but uh but anyway um there was a much bigger tournament than our tournament for uh San Diego Comic-Con Planeswalkers and congratulations to Team CGG member Zach Wagstaff for um brilliant last name for uh winning the Planeswalker set. So Oh nice. Yeah, he Who's won. He um I don't know. I don't have that information in front of me and I don't feel like looking it up. But congratulations to him anyway. Um and Anyway, uh, last week they had the uh, Magic World Cup and the Magic World Championships, uh, which we had talked to Patrick Chapin about a few months ago on the show. Um, now, the, were they both in the same place? They're both in Nice. They were both in France? Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's cool. I figured they were because you would figure that some World Championship players would also be on their country's teams, you know? So, uh, congratulations to Denmark. Uh, Denmark won the World Championship. Uh, the U.S. made the top eight, uh, but they did not win. Uh, so, the top eight were uh, the U.S. team. The U.S. team this year was Owen Turtenwald, Andrew Beckstrom, uh, Neil Oliver, and uh, Isaac Sears, by the way. Um, they made top eight. That's cool. Um, and then we had uh, South Korea. We had Slovak Republic. We had Serbia. We had Greece, 
We had England, hmm. Denmark, and Brazil were our eight countries uh, representing in the World Cup. Did you get to watch any of it? Not the World Cup, not the team part. Right, but you watched the World Championship stuff? Yeah, I watched some of that. I didn't. I missed like almost the entire top eight except for the finals. And I saw some of the modern and some of the standard. Do you get to see any of the vintage Masters draft? No, I didn't. Because that's some of the stuff that I would like to go back and watch, honestly. I kind yeah. of really want to go back and watch the vintage Masters like paper draft. Josh uh, Utterlayton got to draft a uh, box jet. That's oh, so amazing. That's that's outstanding. I don't think he got to keep the card, though. No? No. Oh, that's unfortunate. That's bummer. Um, so uh, there was one uh, incident at the World Magic Cup. Uh, and uh, Marcio Carvalho was disqualified for intentionally presenting an illegal deck. Um, for and he was on Team Portugal. The three remaining players were allowed to continue in the tournament, and the disqualification did not affect their standing. Apparently, dude was hiding a Hornet Queen under his score pad. Did you hear about that? Yeah, he had like an extra card or something. Yeah, he had like a Hornet Queen under his score pad so he could like draw it at an opportune moment. Uh, savage man, absolutely yeah. savage. He'll get a three month ban. Um, Oh, four months. Four months, man. Big time. I don't know why. They need to start handing out lifetimes. Like uh, Matt, Matt Sperling actually had a post about this guy. Yeah? Like, after it came out, because uh, at, like, a pro tour, he got cheated by him very similarly. Hmm. These guys should be banned for life. All these fools should be banned for life. I don't think there's any excuse. I think we need I think we need tougher. Oh, there's a, there's plenty of excuses. Well, there's there's no good <laughs> Like, I'd probably help some win better. <laughs> right. Uh, There's not good excuses. I wanted I wanted the money. I mean, what do you what do you expect? Uh so that happened on at the Magic World Cup. People cheating in the World Cup. Who would have thought that would ever be possible? I'm just uh I'm just heartbroken for Patrick Chapin. You know? I, I, I wanna know how he feels about it. Um I haven't heard much. I know he's he was very gracious on Twitter. Uh, but I'm just heartbroken for the guy because, I mean, he was so, like, you know, pumped and, like, determined to do this specific thing, you know? Like, winning the Pro Tour wasn't enough for him, mm -hmm. you know? So it's just it's just kind of a shame, but... Well, you shouldn't have played abs in. <laughs> you really think that? No. I mean, he played it really well. He played... Actually, I only saw him play one standard match, but I watched him play a couple blue-red Delver matches, and, I mean, he, he was just playing phenomenally. Yeah, well, he's Patrick Chapin. He plays phenomenally. Yeah, but I mean, this is a, versus, like, other really, I mean, you know, world-class players. Mm -hmm. He was playing against, um, oh, the Canadian dude that won a Pro Tour and lost to Ari Lax in the finals. Mm -hmm. um, he was playing against him. Play, he, that guy was playing... Uh, just just guy control in modern mm -hmm. and normally blue red delver would be the aggressive deck in that matchup but he just patrick just outdrew him with a million treasure cruises and counter spells and won the game with like three or four cards left in his deck and it was just yeah it was just amazing to watch that's pretty awesome so you said that uh josh Layton uh broke ascendancy this time that's what everyone's saying yeah yeah uh, I don't know how that works. Tell me about it. Yeah, sure. So basically, they got rid of all the mana dorks. The uh, so previously the modern Jeskai Sansi deck was four colors with a bunch of mana dorks and a bunch of cantrips and four glittering wish to go to like a sideboard package where you could get the uh, your last uh, either Jeskai Sansi or whatever you need in the matchup like abrupt decay or wear tear or what have you. Mm -hmm. And then you just get a couple of mana dorks out and you start netting mana as you cast your cantrips with Just Guy Cincy out. They untap, they get bigger, and you can either eventually just swing through and kill them or Glittering Wish for a Flesh and Blood and then 
have the mana dork deal damage directly, like a Sylvan carry added, so they can't respond with removal. Right, you don't even have to attack with it, right. Yeah, so that's the original version, and right. the new version is just blue, white, red, and there's no mana dorks, and the way they get creatures or quote-unquote mana dorks into play is they play Fairy Conclave. Which what does that the, card do? It's just a, a land that enters the battlefield tapped, and you can pay one in a blue, and it becomes a 2-1 or maybe a 1-1. One, right. one. It's a 2-1. Uh, I remember yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fairy creature with flying. Mm -hmm, so, I remember. Yeah, once that gets untapped, it or once that is animated with a Just Guy Cincy in play, you can tap it to play a cantrip, then it'll untap, and you can go off that way. Uh, this one also plays 4 Fate Stitcher. Yeah. Which you have to basically mill it, which is perfect, because Just Guy Cincy, you can just, you can just discard it. And it also plays um, Thought Scour, so you can just mill it naturally. Mm -hmm. and that's the one with blue unearth and it comes into play and it has haste so you can get the kill in one turn hmm uh, yeah so and you, unearth you, isn't and you can't counter unearth nope yeah you can yeah you could like <laughs> uh stifle it if if stifle was legal yeah but, so uh, and it's free to play at that point because you just pay the blue it comes into play then it untaps that land then you can start going off Right, if you if the land is activated as a creature, right, right, that makes sense. Oh no, no, no! I mean, like you tap the blue. Oh, to right, right. Unearth you... Fate Stitcher. Fate Stitcher taps to untap the taps land. Taps untap the land. That's right. I forgot about that. And right. then you start casting it. Then you untap the Fate Stitcher and you just go yeah. off. So you can you can go off with very few lands in play, and not even a Fate Stitcher in play. Jeez. So it gets to play a lot better cards. Like it's running Lightning Bolt and some counter spells. Um. So you just get to run better cards, right? Man, that's crazy. Um, so that's that's nuts. That doesn't sound fun to play against. <laughs> it's getting banned. I think now it's actually going to get banned. Yeah. So like the like a lot of people think um, like uh, Chaz from uh, Star City Games. I was reading his last article, and like uh, he seems to think that Cruise and Ascendancy will both be banned uh, in modern. Yeah, coming in yeah. January, probably not in standard. Um, but yeah, but definitely not standard. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think they're super powerful in standard. It's so weird that like cards can be so much more powerful in in modern than they can in standard. I guess it's just because of the supporting cards. Yeah, it's like Deathrite Shaman. Yeah, like they didn't even get played in standard. Like, like at Fetchlands. Like at all? Yeah, no, yeah, that's right, that's right. Um. But yeah, it's just <laughs> Brad Nelson made a Just Guy Cincy deck in Legacy. <laughs> Great. <laughs> With winds into con. With what? <laughs> it's like the blue uh, from I think it it's makes, Zendikar. Yeah, it makes like a two-three flyer or something like that. Yeah, it turns your land into a flyer. Oh my god! So then your land can untap. <laughs> Wind Zendikon <laughs> in Legacy. Oh god. That's so dumb. It's awesome. That's so, so dumb. <sighs> the uh, Peach Garden Oath was playing Storm, making it look pretty good. The what? Uh, what's what's his face? Uh, Reed Duke, uh, Owen Turtenwald, and Huey. Peach Garden Oath? Yeah, that's what, that's what people call him. Is that their, like, team name? That's just what people refer to them as. Why? Uh, something about, oh, I don't, actually, I don't even know the story. I don't know if I need to know the story. That's kind of a dumb name, but I love those guys. <laughs> you know, it is. I never really stopped to think about it, but that is a really, uh. It's really dumb. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like, it's from, like, Chinese, um, uh, it's like Romance of the Three Kingdoms or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's still pretty dumb. I'm not familiar with, uh, <laughs> with the, with the, the backstory of that, but I think it's also a magic card, actually. It is. Really? Yes. Oh, God. So what does it do? <laughs> it's white. It's definitely it... from Portal Three Kingdoms. It's from 8th edition, bro. No, it's from Portal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is. There, they, I think they did reprint it, though. Um, you gain two life for each creature you control, one white for a sorcery. Oh, and see the artwork with the three guys on it? Yeah. Maybe that's why. <laughs> Maybe that's why they call them that. Could be that. I hope it is. That's that. I, I like it more if that's why they are called that because of like the three dudes on the well, card. It's a it's an event in a story. 
like the peach garden or the oath of the oath of the peach garden. Okay. And there's three dudes, I guess, and they make some sort of pact. And maybe this pact is that they're gonna win magic tournaments. I don't know. Word up. So, um, speaking of like weird old cards, um, I was just looking up random stuff. Oh, I know what I was doing. I was looking up the You're like. You're building a commander deck. No, I was building. I was looking at the the beginnings of building a cube and i was looking at like the distribution of commons to uncommons to rares in some of the larger sets and like 10th edition is one of the largest sets ever made um and i was looking at the distribution and one of the things i learned about 10th edition that i never knew was that the like 36 or so of the foils from 10th edition either have no reminder text um, or they have added flavor text that isn't on the non-foil version. Did you know this? No. So like the time stop foil just says end the turn centered. Really? Yes. It's amazing. And it's like $35. Like, yeah. I was like, this is so cool. Like, there are, like, because, you know, 10th edition, the core sets, they had the reminder text on, like, every keyword ability. Like, they still do in uh, most End of the... End the turn. That's awesome. Isn't that cool? Like, there were just... And then they did, like, there's, like, 30-some cards that either have added flavor text that is only on the foil, or they have no reminder text, and it's just, like, cleaned up and, like, for impact. Uh, really neat, right? That's pretty cool. Yeah, this is something I learned, uh, I guess on, I guess I was doing that, messing around with that stuff on Sunday. But I was kind of blown away by that. So, oh yeah, so, um, two things. Uh, first of all, uh, they announced Modern Masters 2015, uh, this, uh, this weekend, which mm -hmm. is kind of awesome. So it's officially called Modern Masters 2015 edition a surprise to literally no one um and uh the very first thing that they um revealed first well i guess there are several things um they revealed that the three to be determined grand prix on the schedule uh for the end of may are going to all be modern masters sealed um las vegas nevada Netherlands and Japan running simultaneously uh, Modern Masters Sealed. I mean, it'd be cool to go to Vegas, but I think it'd be even cooler to go to the Netherlands. I think we pretty much have to go to Vegas, right? I mean, yeah. I already told Anna. But I still, you know, I feel like, especially like for the podcast, we pretty much have to go to Vegas because it's going to be the largest match tournament in history. It's going to be. Probably. It's going to be. It's going to be the biggest Magic tournament of all time. Um, the cap is at 10,000 players. Hmm. That's a that's a city. <laughs> that's like a city, man. That's going to be awesome. Um, it looks like the, uh, the first two pieces of art that they've revealed, very, very highly speculated and probably accurately speculated that they are Emrakul and uh, Etch Champion. Oh, it's definitely Emrakul. There's no speculation. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Emrakul and Etch Champion. And uh, so, yeah, so I had three Mox Opals to spare, and they immediately got buy-listed. Like, immediately. Like, uh, no, not keeping those. Yeah, because they extended the sets that Modern Masters 2015 will draw on to Zendikar, so. Yeah, and... Oh, no, Zendikar and Scars. Yeah, and... um. You know, not to mention the fact that they're going to more widely print this one. Are they? Yeah, they've, they've said that they're going to print it uh, a little he more heavily. Uh, and the packs went up in price, by the way. Hmm. Packs are 10 bucks each. They're going to make so much money. They are. They're going to make so much money. Where's Hasbro's stock at? I mean, interestingly, out. No. <laughs> yeah, well, might, might have to. Interestingly enough, the packs online will only be six ninety nine. Which I think might be the first time that there's ever been a discrepancy uh, in price between like you know physical packs and online packs. Typically, like a 3.99 pack is going to be 3.99 from their shop as well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but I think that has to do with the fact that you can't redeem them. You still got time, folks. Start moving those staples. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't need them. So yeah, they're gonna they're gonna reprint all the like like the Metalcraft guys. Um, I think so yeah. All the Eldrazi. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are. I mean, they better reprint Elvish Mystic, right? Noble Hierarch. The one that I literally call Elvish Mystic every single time. <laughs> yeah, Noble Hierarch. Yeah, that would be just stupid if they didn't. Yeah. Do they need to reprint Tarmogoyf again? They've I think got they it, right? will. I think yeah. they will. I honestly think they will because, yeah, I mean, why not? It, it sells it sells packs, and they're allowed to do whatever they want, and there was never any indication that this would be cards that were not reprinted in Modern Masters 1, you know? So, Goblin Guide. I have a feeling Goblin Guide, too. Um, which bums me out a little that I traded you for those guides, but like, <laughs> no, but not really. Cause I need them. And like, they're a key card and I don't think that they're going to actually drop much. Um, and even if they do, who cares? You know, a lot of people also think they're going to reprint the Zendikar fetches and, uh, Maybe. and I, and I traded you Zendikar fetches <laughs> towards the goblin guides. So who cares? I don't care. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to re- I I they maybe they will. Yeah. They everybody seems to think they are. So, meh, we'll see. Um but it's huge. It's huge news. Um seems like it'll be a really great time and uh yeah, I I think I think we got to go to cover it for the show and uh and do that whole thing. So, and we'll keep it in mind. They've got they've already got pre-registration open. Hmm. Um, there's a super platinum pre-reg for 250 bucks mm-hmm. that like, I think it actually gives you like, um, a strand of LSV's DNA, uh, for cloning purposes, but oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, so it's nice. Um, but it comes with all kinds of cool stuff. That's definitely it's worth finally checking. Finally stop freezing my sperm. Yeah. Not me though. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't pay anyone to do it. In my refrigerator. No, I yeah, I can't stop. I'm actually, I'm not allowed. Yeah, um, no. I looked at the registration. There's like, like I don't know. There's like a million different tiers. It wasn't just like VIP. It was like yeah, Planeswalker Plus, Planeswalker Gold, Platinum <laughs> Planeswalker. It's just like all kinds of stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm almost tempted to do the platinum myself, just because why not, right? Um. But it seems pretty fun. Uh, I think we have to go to it. Uh, but anyway, speaking of fun, limited formats, uh, you've been playing a lot of cube lately. Yeah. And uh, I'm really excited because one of the things that I'm going to be doing over the next couple weeks while I'm not focusing on competitive magic is I'm going to be piecing together a cube. Um, so, uh, hey, maybe we could have Adam Staborski on to talk about cube next week. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. He's a busy guy these days. He might not be available, but, uh, but that would be cool. I'd love to talk to somebody about cube. Uh, Hey, Tom Lapilli is like one of the guys who really got the, the format popularized. I think maybe hmm. we get him on the show. I'll start sending some emails. We'll see. Um, but so I'm going to go, I'm building a cube and, um, I've had a couple ideas in mind. I'm trying to nail down an idea. So I really want to use, powerful commons and uncommons. Um, so I don't, I don't know how, even how far back I want to take that, but like, I've got a pile sitting here of just stuff and I've got like, you know, there's, there's like ornithopter ornithopter. No, <laughs> like path to exiles are in the pile and like stuff and things. I can't think of stuff right now for some reason, even mind sensors, dryad arbors, narcomebas, just all kinds of stuff is sitting in this pile next to me. Um, Shinoden and... Dryads? <laughs> I don't have any of those. Dan Dan? <laughs> Powerful card. <laughs> no, but... um. <laughs> so, uh, one of the things I'm thinking about doing is, is putting together a cube that is going to be maybe 240 40 or so um, like powerful commons and uncommons 
and cooperation. Then, and then 120 bulk rares. Hmm. So, so the, when I make the packs, I'll make, you know, I'll shuffle up the commons and uncommons and then do 14. Does it, it really doesn't matter too much if all the cards are pretty powerful. If you get like more uncommons than commons or whatever, Yeah. it doesn't really matter. Right. Like bolt and path are about equivalent in cube. Right. True. True. Um, and, and so, you know, do 14 commons and uncommons and then one bulk rare in every pack. Um, I think, that, I think it could be interesting. I might, I might ditch the idea altogether and just do straight. Cause my first idea was just commons and uncommons, mm -hmm. uh, which I kind of like that idea, but I'm just sitting there going, man, I have so many random bulk rares that like, I never play with that. I just have never played with I'm like, wouldn't it be cool to throw all those into a, into a limited environment, you know? So like your rare is always going to suck. Which I just think is really funny, you know? <laughs> it's like, you're rare. Like, you know, you open a pack, you're like, ooh, maybe I'll get a sweet rare. Oh, no, Mordant Dragon! You know, like, I don't even know if that's a bulk. I, that, that might be slightly better than bulk. But, like, you know, stuff like that. Repay in kind! What am I going to do with this, you know? Um, so I'm thinking about doing something along those lines. Uh, I'm still working on my all-banding cube. I don't think there's enough banding cards to do that. Um, I have I have cooperation in front of me right now. This is the dumbest card ever. <laughs> I want to. I, I want to. I need to get a, a copy of the card uh, Maker Dance for my cube. What? So I can use my other card. That's oh man. Oh my god. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, you got me. You got it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank that's you. A point for you. Sorry. Sorry for the uh, for the uh, two chains reference. For the crew, that's not two chains. Sure, it is. No, that is Juicy J. Oh but, yeah, Juicy J. Such a yeah. bad Texan. Um. <laughs> no, anyway, <laughs> some say no to mm, actually drunk rares. <laughs> Juicy, Juicy J's J from Tennessee. Can't. Anyway, <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> talking about. Oh. Wow. So anyway, so, uh, you know, I, I've never built a cube. I, I don't play much cube, but I want one. I want to have a cube. So, like, what do you think in terms of, like, things that I should avoid when I'm building it or things that you think I should include? You should avoid incidental life gain and include really powerful red cards. Well, you know what? That's not going to happen. I'm probably going to include both. So, you know, I want there to be balance. You, you want balance. I mean, that's going to take time. Like, actually balancing it out, I think, is going to be the most fun. Is, like, playing with it and going, oh, man, that deck is just the most broken thing in here. You know? Why did I even put any elves in here? This is garbage. You know? I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what sort of problems pop up, honestly. I I actually don't know because I can't draft any of the really fun mid-range decks that other people do in cube. Oh, yeah. I, I've been like – I've literally drafted a monocolor aggro deck for every single color in the current <laughs> Legacy cube. Oh, my goodness. So I've got – yeah, I've, except for green. Everyone drafts green, and I never get the green cards because it's like all the, the ramp and all that fun stuff. Right, right. And so everyone just like dirtles around with these like either control decks or – super ramp decks and i just i just draft like whatever colors open aggro mm -hmm. so normally like black is like almost always open i've tried drafting my old favorite archetype mono red aggro multiple times and it is just not nearly as good as it used to be online on the online cube mm -hmm. they've definitely uh nerfed that quite a bit it seems like uh ryan was playing and he had some success i think right uh yeah, he was splashing blue though. Oh yeah, you can't yeah. just do mono red anymore. Hmm. Well, that might not be a bad thing though. It is a bad thing. You think? No, I mean it's good for everyone because it makes like so if fun is a resource that's like split amongst everyone. Uh huh. Like the pie, like when you draft the mono red deck, you eat like eighty percent of the pie of the fun <laughs> pie because everyone drafts their decks. And then you just make what whoever you come into contact with have no fun, and you you eat all their fun, and you have the fun, and you take away the fun from every other deck that could be built in the cube. 
So whenever the mono red deck is less powerful, there's just more fun pie available for everyone to eat. <laughs> that's but just much less for the, the red player. So that's why I'm not enjoying this Legacy Cube as much. Right, I get that for sure. Uh, one of the things that I'm also not going to ever have... Uh, I'm not going to have doubles of any card. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's all going to be single singleton. So it's going to be an interesting, interesting thing to build. Um, yeah, I mean, none of the other... The other colors are fine. Like, I've, I... I three would the uh, cube with mono blue and mono white as well. So all, all the decks are, are good in this cube. Like all like there's like, there's more archetypes that are competitive. It seems like, well, that's good. Now, like well, what's, what's been your favorite one so far? Cause I know you've got a lot of different decks here, like listed out, like things that yeah. you, that's because you've apparently been playing a lot of cubes. I've, I've been playing more of that than any format lately. <laughs> so funny. I can't uh, wait to have my cube then. You know what I mean? That's just going to be a good time. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, my favorite one was blue white, and it was just blue white blinks, like just blinky. I don't know. That sounds. Uh, fun. Yeah, I, I just had the uh, Brago from Conspiracy, the two four flyer. Yeah. When you damage the player, you can just blink any non land permanent mm-hmm. or as many as you want. So I had that, and then just all the Enter the Battlefield guys like Mana War, uh, Snapcaster, Seagate Oracle, Flicker Wisp, Wall of Omens, Revel Arc. Sower of Temptation, Pestermite, and Augur of Bolas. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just had all those. I, I even played Momentary Blink, and it was good. Um, <laughs> I played Riptide Laboratory, to because, like, four oh, of those guys are just man, randomly Man, yeah. <laughs> so, God, that's busted. That sounds really fun. Yeah, it was just it was just a ton of fun. Like, it, awesome. it was, like, not even. And I, it also just had randomly, like, Jace and Warm Coil Engine <laughs> and stuff like that. So, jeez. It was, like, not even... Oh, and also, like, a card I hate to see normally, uh, Vidalcan Shackles. Mm-hmm. That card is so good in cube. Mm. <laughs> it's just, like, I, I that's one thing that'll put me in blue, so if I see that, I'll first pick it. Wow. If I see, like, Jace or Vidalcan Shackles, I'll pick that and go into, go into blue. It takes a lot to get me into blue. Maybe opposition. Yeah. Because then I can play tokens and tap people down just make start start doing stuff that makes them not have fun right right now you were talking about something weren't you talking about something you did with perforos in the in the oh god yeah so there's like tempt with vengeance i think that's like a commander card yeah did you talk did we talk about this on the show i I think that's the funniest thing is that like now that we're doing the show weekly i always go did we talk about that last week on the show like (laughs) because yeah you pay x and a red and you get X, 1-1, one, one, whatever, elemental creatures with haste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then your opponent can can do the same if they want to. And if they do, you get to put another X, 1-1 one, one creatures in the battlefield with haste. Yeah, and then you so get like, 20 or for something if they do yeah, five. If you have Yeah, if you have Perforos out, then you just deal them a million damage and they can't get any of the creatures. And then you swing in. Yeah. And then if you have like, yeah. <laughs> and then if you have like Goblin Bombardment, then you can just shoot them. <laughs> it's pretty fun. That sounds really fun. Yeah. So it, the the mono red, like it's got a tokens theme, which is okay, but you have to pair it with a different color. Like you can't just do mono red tokens. Whereas you can do like mono white tokens, no problem, because there's like five or six different anthem effects. Hmm. In oh white. wow. Dictate yeah. of Heliod is in the Legacy Cube. It is. Wow, that's so weird. It's not great. Like the Legacy Cube. It kind of tells you what you're supposed to be doing. And normally it doesn't matter. It's not just this cube, but any cube. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, it's like, okay, turn five, I'm going to give my tokens some more power. And like by the time turn five rolls around, everyone's doing something just completely busted. Mm-hmm. That like dictate of Heliod is not the best thing you could be doing normally. Right. right. I guess that makes sense. But if you have like just a completely dedicated token strategy, then sure. Because I think I had a mono, I had a mono white tokens deck with Crusade, Honor of the Pure, Hall of Champions, um, <laughs> Glorious Anthem, and Dictate of Heliod, which I think are all the available white um, anthem effects in the entire cube. Mm. So that one was a, that was probably that was probably the most powerful deck I had, just because it's really hard to just deal with a bunch of different threats like that. Yeah, and they all have flying usually. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, so I mean, so like I said, you know, I'm building something. 
Well, if you ask me for advice, it'll just end up being super aggressive. <laughs> That's all I know how to do. Right, right. I, I mean, I've, I've considered, you know, throwing some tribal themes in there and... Uh... I'll put a Goblin Lord in there. I, I felt so ripped off because I didn't, I hadn't like consulted or like memorized the cube list for the Legacy Cube. Yeah. And I just saw all these Goblin cards. I was like, oh, there's a Goblin. Oh, why would Dragon Fodder and Krinko's Command be in the cube if there isn't like, you know, a big payoff for Goblins? Right. And so I was like rounding out, like going into pack three. I'm like, oh man, I hope, I hope I see one of those cards. I mean, who, who else would have a goblin Lord? I mean, no one's going to take that. So I should, I should see it if it's in here. And it just turns out I, I went like, I felt so ripped off after the draft was over. Cause I just had like, just all the guy go- I had, I had hordling outburst. I had, I just had every single goblin card you could imagine. Mm-hmm. And I looked in the cube for like a goblin King even, or just anything. Right. And I had, I had like the Beetleback Chief and all that stuff. Like I just had every single Goblin token maker you could imagine, and there's just, there's no Goblin Lord. Well, maybe you just need to combo it with Perforos or something. Yeah, I think you, yeah, you either do that or there's um, Siege Gang Commander. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the only Goblin like exclusive payoff, I guess. Hmm. So I didn't know. Cool. Yeah. So uh, next week, I don't know when the official start of. Uh... What is the next set called? Fate Reforged. You know when the Fate Reforged spoilers are starting? Oh, God. That's right around the corner, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. Fate Reforged release date is January 17th is the pre-release. Okay. Spoiler season's early January. So, I mean, wow, that is like coming up. Yeah, it is. So, okay, we probably won't have any spoilers to talk about yet. But uh, I think... Maybe we'll explore this cube thing a little further next week. Maybe I'll see if we can have a guest on to talk about cube or uh, maybe we'll find another guest and talk about something totally different. Um, But we'll see. So anyway, uh, we'll be back next week. Until then, we are Yo MTG Taps. Stop bitching. Start brewing. With self defense, leg swipes, alcohol, toss, molotovs, throwing down the mic. Now they get caught up in the hype for being so tight. Sag, wicked jeans was hella me, mug, right? Strike, and what they can't combine. Libro Jenkins outlined the highest price. Hip hop, you rep vaguely. I'm consistent, fresh, daily. I maintained a quiet life during open mics. Expectations is too high. Dreams holding it. I lost friends and loved ones. Couldn't cope with it. Pursue music with a Ah, you know, there are two types of people in this world. Those who finish what they start. Yo MTG Taps is available every other Thursday on LegitMTG.com, IWantMyMTG.com, MTGCast.com, and iTunes. Email us, YoMTGTaps at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Tumblr, YoMTGTaps.tumblr.com. Follow us on Twitter at YoMTGTaps. Follow me on Twitter at OMGWTFBHJFTW. Follow Steven on Twitter at M00NPI. Follow Joey on Twitter at Affinity for Blue. Featuring music by You'll Never Know and Logic Marsalis. Available at magneticmoments.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>